Hello. Tammy Talks Trauma is a podcast where we discuss the myriad ways trauma impacts our moment-to-moment living and how to turn a disconnected life into one of alignment. We dive into personal story and then practical ways to calm our brains and nervous systems as we heal and grow. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you find tangible ways to live your most vibrant life. Today's guest is Dr. Donna Lee. Dr. Donna Lee is a trauma-informed intuitive life coach with 22 years of experience coaching women. She helps women to be more resilient and abundant after going through a traumatic experience. She is the author of her spiritual memoir, Finding Healing Through the Darkness, which is about how to navigate through the grieving process. Her website is drdonnalee.padia.com, and you can find her on Facebook as Dr. Donna Lee. The intention of my time with Dr. Donna Lee was to be one episode, but as I was editing, I just couldn't cut the conversation in half. So instead, it's two episodes. Please enjoy part two with Dr. Donna Lee. So I want to know then when we're talking about trauma, what do you find surprises you the most about it? You know how it varies and and how people respond to it and how we're all able to filter it. Like you said, you found a way to understand your parents and that that's your way of neutralizing it some, right? Mm-hmm. And then having boundaries with them and how you communicate with them. It's it's the amazing way that we find a way to deal with what's happened mm. when it comes to trauma. And because it varies so much, we can't say it's just one type of abuse or, you know, sometimes it could be something so subtle to most people and it can have such an impact you know, just someone hearing, well, you're not attractive, that could be very traumatic for someone, even if they only hear it once or twice. You, you know, I, I've had female clients say just at one time that that boy that I liked didn't, you know, acknowledge me. It affected me, yeah, you know, and it shaped my relationship with wanting to be seen and heard with men and begging for approval. And it's amazing what one incident can do to someone. And I think with trauma, it's a big word, but it's even a broader topic than what it looks like. And healing it is going to vary. Every client I work with gets a different plan. No one gets the two same things because my intuition say this person needs this, they need that. And it's really making peace with it. It sounds weird to make peace with trauma, but I believe that everyone has gone through some degree of trauma. Maybe definitely some worse than others, right? Mm -hmm. But, and some people have found a way to just bury it and say, I'm fine. It's not worse than other people, whatever. And then other people are stuck with, it still hurts. Even after years of therapy, some people could be stuck with the pain because they're still questioning the why me. And so I think with trauma, it's nothing that could get wrapped in a nice little bow, you know, of healing. It isn't like if you go in and you got blood, high blood pressure, they just give you a pill or something, right? Eat right, get a pill. It's with trauma, there could take many layers 
um, different things work for different people. Some people could get more reactive in therapy. You know, I always have to tell my clients, if you feel triggered, you got to tell me I'm triggered, stop, you know, mm -hmm. because I don't want to make it worse. But it's knowing that you have to treat it on an individual basis and you have to acknowledge it on an individual basis without judgment. Acceptance, but you don't, but don't judge it. We all have that judge in our head. I, yes, I'm, my children are ages um, five through 12. And so I'm mm -hmm. seeing with my 10 and 12 year olds and, and it's heartbreaking, but I'm mm -hmm. seeing that judge start to develop in their head yeah. that tells them they're not good enough. They're, mm -hmm. you know, one, one was crying the other day that everyone hates them. And Aww. it just broke my heart. But I realize my kids are so loved, like, so our home is a very loving, safe, kind yes. space. And they still are getting that judge that tells them that nobody likes them, that they're not worthy. They're going to have kids at school say things. I, mm -hmm. you know, somebody at summer camp called one of my daughters fat. You know, and she, I, I won't say which ones. I, I don't want to say the age so it'll identify yeah. which kid, but it's just like, she's way too young. Yes. You know, no, no one is too, let me make it clear. No one deserves to be called fat, but yeah, she's so young that I, I just, I, I, it never ceases to amaze me that a kid her age would even have peers who could even think to say that, you know, like, yeah. Um, but it's the shocking. point about that is we, we experience these things and then we internalize them. And I agree with you that the, the power isn't accepting it, that it, it's even in embracing it and saying, okay, like, this is what's happened. This has shaped me. Yes. And for me, I found a lot of power in saying, okay, either, either I'm sick and I'm dying. Um, Cause mm -hmm. I, I gave up for dead. I was so sick. I just gave up for dead. And just thought, okay, like I'm sick and disabled and I'll probably die young. And okay, like that's my yeah. story. Um, but similar to you, I, I just, I fought back. I, yeah. for me, it was less, it was less angry and more just, well, I don't, I, I I've said, I don't mind <laughs> cursing. So for me, it was just yeah. more of a, just, I fucking refuse to give up. I just, I yeah. refuse, I just refuse. Um, yes. But I think with that, I'm curious because that is something that I talk a lot about is it is taking our trauma and learning how to work with it and mm -hmm. the ability to thrive. Yes. And so in your work, how do you find that one allows room for abundance or thriving after surviving trauma? It goes back to once they go through acknowledgement and start doing the work, I, I tell them, you have this power, you have your power back because you're acknowledging what's happened to you and you've decided that you don't want it to stop you. Yeah. And, and, you know, now I get to say you've suffered enough and they kind of mm. look at me and it's like, I sound very like firm, you suffered enough. So what is your plan for now, what is your new why? If you've had a loss, a divorce, or what is your new why for living? Mm. Um, what do you want? You know, what is life? What does life look like after trauma for you? What do you want to have happen? So I have them write down outrageously, you know, 
brilliant goals. You know, the biggest goals. I want to be a writer. I want to be a New York Times bestseller. I want whatever they want. I want to find love again. Whatever seems impossible. I say, we're going to write down what seems impossible because we're going to make it possible. And then we start going through each goal and peeling off the layers of why do you think you can't have it? And what do you think it takes to have it? Because I realize when it comes to manifesting, we've been sold that it's just you think it, right? And it'll happen. And then some people say, well, you got to feel it. But if you have trauma, you can't feel a goal because you're busy surviving. You're busy trying to get through life. And the thought of getting something that you want after having many years of not getting what you want is so foreign and is such a disconnect. So through the goals, I get the person to connect to themselves and to believe in themselves and to shut out the noise that they've heard from their traumatic experiences. And so it's a little bit long-winded and painful at times because they really have to look at, you know, feeling worthy. A lot of times with goals, we have to feel worthy and deserving. And when you go through trauma, you don't know what your worth is. You don't know what you deserve. It just, you know, I'm used to bad things. This is all I get. It is what it is. So there's a lot of rewiring of the nervous system, the mindset, you know, how you're going to see your life from now. And it could be slow for some people. It was definitely slow for me, but it was so weird because when I have my son, I was a super manifester because I had to manifest food and manifest scholarships and manifest, you know, to get through and take care of him. And I lost all that when he died. And I said, okay, now I'm manifesting a new why, you know, a new meaning of life. And it's for me. And it took me a long time to look at what I wanted for myself. And it was interesting because once I started making that decision and I continue with my healing, I've seen things happen more and more. And so I will have people write out outrageous goals and then we take one of them and we take the one that seems the least outrageous. And once they accomplish that, it's like, you see your power, you see what you're capable of doing despite what you've gone through. And so I show them that they're overcoming, they're becoming stronger. They're becoming capable. They're taking their power back by just that one small goal. If that, and, and, you know, I'm saying small goal, but to that person, it may still be big, right? If it means just getting a different job or starting a hobby, it's a big deal when you're used to just trying to survive. And all of a sudden you're saying, I want to live past survival. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really having them dig in and, you know, the dealing with the discomfort. Because under what we desire is often a lot of fear and discomfort. And so we look at where it comes from. Was it because you had someone you love say you had never accomplished anything in life? So we start peeling off that layer. We find a way to make peace with what that person said, that that was their stuff. Like you said with your parents, that was their stuff. They just passed on what they knew, which wasn't good. And so I find a way to show them that what they went through to put it back on the person who traumatized them so that they could feel more free and feel more of an individual instead of a person who's still wrapped in all the trauma. That's, that's new, a new perspective to me. And so I'm, I'm sitting here a little bit (laughs) having my mind blown and um, 
trying to think of the next thing to ask you, but I just want to sit with that for a minute, just okay. to recognize that the trauma that we need to put it back on the person who traumatized us. Absolutely. It's their shit. You know? Yeah. It's, theirs. it's not yours, you know? Yeah. And no, that is, whew. although you've been affected by their shit, it's still theirs. And so when yeah. you start seeing, when I show them, well, this person probably had this going on. And since I'm intuitive, I could read the situation some. And then they're like, oh, this isn't mine. This isn't my cross to bear. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't have happened, but it's not me. It's this mm -hmm. person. You know, so it creates some freedom. Yeah. I think that allows so much space because it puts, like you shared the imagery of, you know, being all wrapped up in our trauma. And I think it, uh -huh. it gets, it, it kind of, it makes me think of, it's like the person causing the trauma. It's like they're wrapping themselves around you, mm -hmm. kind of suffocating you out and just filling yes. you with their shit and yes. recognizing it's their shit is kind of like, you know, yes. squirming out of that embrace and stepping back yes. and recognize like you're over there. I'm over here. Yes. Your shit is your shit. My shit is mine. And yes. that, whew, I love that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. really great. Um, yeah. That's your abuser shit. <laughs> yeah. Put it back on them and say, you're yeah. going to own this, like it or not. Yeah. It's yours. Deal with yeah. it. And, you know, I had to do that with my eldest sister, the one that I was telling you about that mm -hmm. I, I don't know where trauma came from because she never spoke about it, but she's 16 years older than me and I'm the youngest. And she used to project a lot on me that I got all the love and got spoiled for mom because, mm -hmm. you know, at the time my mother had, my parents had money. So she had to do piano lessons and be a debutante and she had all this resentment. And I said, you know what? We, we had this big fight back in 2014. So we're grown adults, right? I'm 44 and she's 60. And I said, that is all yours to own. That is not my fault. Mom mm -hmm. did what she did. You know, that is your shit. Deal with it. And she's just like, oh, the oldest sister, you don't talk to me that way. And it's like, I just did. Now mm -hmm. what you're going to do about it? And so it got really ugly, but it was freeing. And mm -hmm. I felt... I, I remember we were on vacation. And I just flew home early and I was on that plane and people are looking at me like, why are you smelling? And I wanted to party on the plane. I'm like, this woman's probably like, you know, what's wrong with her? But I wanted to party on the plane. And it was so funny because we had to go from Memphis to Vegas. So a lot of people weren't there to party, right? They're going to Vegas, but I was going back up to the, the Bay Area. But I just said, I just feel so free because I, you know, I gave it back to her. I said, I'm not taking this no more from you. I, I think that is, I, I was going to ask you, but I think you already named it. I love to end the show with one thing, that one thing, like that one practical thing that somebody can do in their mm -hmm. own lives to help mm -hmm. find healing and joy yes. and abundance after trauma. And I think yeah. that that physical act of of well it's metaphorical but yes the the metaphor for physically removing yourself from the other person and saying yes. that's your shit and i think to recognize too yes. that for those of us who are helpers because i can tell you're yes. a helper i'm a helper i i want i want to do <clears throat> excuse me i want to do no harm and as much mm -hmm. as i can i want to undo harm Yes, I know what it is to be harmed yes. over and over and over. And I don't want yes. people to experience that. So I want yes. to help people experience freedom. But recognizing 
my responsibility ends at saying that's your shit that yes it's it's on them at that point i can't like the the whoever has them wrapped up in in their trauma i can't go try to extricate them from that i can't go try to free Mm -hmm. them from that that's on them yeah so there's a lot of power not just in okay my shit's my shit your shit's your shit but also your shit i can't fix it for you i can't deal with it for you and I was trying um, to fix her for many years. And mm-hmm. I remember during that fight because she knew I had been through a lot of therapy. And, you know, of course, she knew I lost my son because, you know, she used to watch my times. And she goes, we're just not all perfect like you, Tana. Mm-hmm. And I said, is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. After all that I've gone through and just me accepting what is. And I just thought, oh, no, honey. You know, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. It was more abuse. To me, that was very abusive to hear. We're not all perfect like you. Because she mm-hmm. was still in her excuses. And she yeah. was still trying to put it on me. And, yeah, that day I had to really let go. And yeah. stop trying to fix her and heal her and pour love into her. Because she didn't want it from me. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really important... I actually think that's a really good place to end is recognizing not everybody wants this. Like I, I have people who I know will listen to this podcast and be like, this is, this is exactly who Tammy is. I could always see her doing this. This is way to go her. Um, And then there are going to be people who are going to be like, there she goes again. Like she just wants to tell her story. She just thinks life is about trauma, trauma, trauma. And you know, why can't she just move on? But I recognize that this work it, it isn't for everyone, but for the people yes. that they're ready for it, it's it every- literally changes your life. It saves your life. Like it yes. saves my life. I could be yes. on my couch, barely able to move mm-hmm. in extreme amounts of pain, just having given up on life. That's, that's where I should be right now, if not yeah. dead. Um, but it's, it's being ready and recognizing when you're ready and recognizing who yes. around you is ready and then loving and supporting and championing them. And yes, I, having our people in our corner to champion us too, I think is so powerful. And I just, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, I, thank you for having me. Yeah. Your story is I, I, power. Power is the word that keeps coming up today, but <laughs> That's what it is. Your story is powerful. You are powerful. I thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. And I, I I really am. I, I feel like I have so much experience with trauma, but I never really thought about taking the part of taking my power back is putting back on them. You know, like, I think I've, I've spent so much time wanting to I don't want to say forgive because I think it is forgiveness, but I think there's there's something to be said for forgiving but then also still kind of trying to stay small yeah um and 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 you just you made me realize that I've been doing that so you know after this I get to spend some time thinking like how have I made myself small like how have I who have I let keep me wrapped up in their shit that I get to get out and say no 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 more yeah um, yeah. And I'm excited for our listeners. I hope listeners, I hope you're having the same experience realizing that you have places um, where you get to, where you get to say, no, that's your shit and step away. Yeah. yeah um, you don't have to wear their abuse. 
you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You get to take off, take it's, it's like this heavy thing weighing you down you get to take it off and say, no, no more. Not for mm-hmm. me. That's free on yourself. You. Yeah. Mm. Free yourself. Yeah. You well, suffered enough. <laughs> you've suffered enough. I love it. That's what I want to say. And you've suffered enough. Yes. Well, Dr. Donnelly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate this. Yeah, you've been a wonderful guest. And um, I just want to remind people you can find her on drdonnelly.podia.com or on Facebook as Dr. Donnelly. And if there's anything I can do to support you in your journey, please let me know because I I always hope that someone who comes on this this podcast becomes a friend um, and yes. someone to to support and cheer on. So please never hesitate. And I've loved having you today. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're new friends. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I love making new friends. And yeah, some some people don't get a choice. I'm just like, you're my friend now. You're my friends now. <laughs> so you don't really get a choice. We're friends yes. now. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope that listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed your time with us today. And we will look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for joining us on Tammy Talks Trauma. I hope you enjoyed joining me today on Tammy Talks Trauma. May you feel inspired and encouraged to apply what you learn so that you experience greater alignment and vibrancy in your one beautiful life. Please like, subscribe, leave comments or reviews. It helps this little baby podcast grow. You can always find me on my website, TammyRose.com or on social media as at TammyRoseCoach. See you next time. And to you, gorgeous human. Let's thrive.